Invested with purpose, making the most out of your time, talent, and treasures. Pull up a seat and join us as we uncover powerful testimonies that are sure to move and inspire you. Meet Christians from all walks of life and hear their incredible stories that will both motivate and challenge the way you view the world. These men and women exemplify Christian values and biblical stewardship in areas of mission, finance, entertainment, sports, and more. You're listening to Invested with Purpose, making the most out of our time, talent, and treasure. Today, a little further along, we have a special guest from a international pregnancy center, and we're looking forward to that interview. Uh, but before we get into that, we just wanted to touch base here. And so, Brian, what do you have planned coming up this weekend? My wife's favorite artist of all time is coming to Orlando this weekend, none other than Paul McCartney. Wow. Now, of course, she had to go Sir try Paul to— Sir Paul McCartney. Yes, Sir Paul. <laughs> she, she, she had to go try to get herself a sinus infection, but okay. I, I don't think that's going to hold her back on Saturday night from going to see Sir Paul. Uh, this, is, this is the man that, uh, that she told me very earnestly before we got married that, that she definitely had a crush on earlier oh, in life. Uh, yes. And so— <laughs> Is this a sold-out event? Oh, yes. There should be 70,000 of my closest friends there in (laughs) Camping World Stadium. Wow. Wow. What about you? We're actually, this evening, we're actually having dinner with two missionaries from our church. They're getting ready to leave on um, their next trip where they'll be moving for some time. Um, Due to COVID, they had some challenges with the country that they were in. And they had to come back to Florida for the past two years, uh, two, three years. Uh, but, yeah, now they're getting ready to head back out. So as a family, we'll be going over there. And, and, and speaking of missionaries and ministries that uh, we all talk about here, this segues into our guest today. Yes, absolutely. And we're very excited to have her here with us. Melissa Highland is the president of Beautiful Feet International. Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm great. Happy to be here. Great, great. And so, yeah, let's get right into it. Melissa, what exactly is Beautiful Feet International? Beautiful Feet International is a missions organization that starts pregnancy ministries around the world. Pregnancy ministries. And uh, it's interesting you say around the world. Can you give a, a little more insight into that aspect of it? We're very familiar with pregnancy centers here locally and nationally, but uh, what is it about b- being around the world? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um You may not know, most people do not know that actually 98% of the abortions that are occurring are occurring outside of the United States. And so I have been involved in pro-life work for (laughs) decades, Mm -hmm. since the mid-90s. And in the beginning, I was focused completely on the United States also because I live in the United States. But the Lord, through different circumstances, opened my eyes um, back in 2012 and and showed me that my work (laughs) was... Is supposed to be focused on the rest of the world where 98% of the abortions are occurring. And so we start ministries. We have ministries right now. We have 68 pregnancy centers in 21 nations. Wow, great. <laughs> and so you say decades. So let, let's let's start there. How did you get into this work? Where did this passion come from? Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, I actually got into pregnancy ministry because of my love for the gospel and my desire to spread the gospel. Obviously, I I love babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love babies. I got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have six children okay. and, and uh, nine grandchildren. But and I, and I absolutely uh, believe in the sanctity of human life and that every child, every person has a purpose. But also, I was very interested in pregnancy ministry because I am an evangelist. I That's mm-hmm. where our name, Beautiful Feet International, comes from, right? How can they know unless they hear and how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news? And so what I know and what I have seen is that women in the United States and everywhere else, when, they're, when people are in crisis, they're more apt to listen to the gospel, right? Right. They know crisis by definition means what I've been doing up till now doesn't work. Maybe something else will. And so I have had the privilege and the opportunity to lead hundreds of women to the Lord through pregnancy ministry. And so I see that God is using it as a tool to draw the world to himself. So, Melissa, you you kind of dropped a, a staggering stat on us just a second ago here about the amount of ab- abortions that are occurring outside of the U.S. I mean, I, I of course, have grown up. I'm, I'm native to the Orlando, Floridian area, so I, I haven't moved at all really a whole lot. But my whole life, I have uh, really been a Christian and uh, very pro-life, very, I've been advocating in different ways with different ministries locally and around the country. And I feel the fight is so strong here, um, and and being pro-life is counterculture here. But then now you're telling me that that it's so much so you know, it's, it's so much more outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. Can, how does how does this happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually listening to a podcast on the way here this morning, and um, what I heard was they said that there are four pregnancy centers in the United States for every abortion clinic. And I and that and I wow. thought and that that's just this morning I heard that and I thought wow. You know, so many of the places that we go, they will say, nobody's ever heard of any such thing. Like I've been told a few times, this is the first pregnancy center in our country. I don't know if that's completely true because they don't necessarily know what's right. going on. But what I do know is the places that we go, so much of this is completely unknown. And up to and including pastors do not understand the message of the Bible, the message of sanctity of human life. They love the Lord. They're serving serving the Lord, and yet they are encouraging abortions in their congregations because of a lack of teaching. So could you tell us a little bit about wh- where are you predominantly going? Wh- wh- where is your major focus? Is it in different, is it a certain continent or a certain location that you like to, that you're spending the most time? Well, that's a good question. So I never had really a plan for this. The Lord dropped it in my lap um, back in 2012 to open a pregnancy center in Costa Rica. And I thought at that time it would be one and done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so we opened that first center in 2013. Like I said, now here we are nine years later with 68 centers. We started in Latin America and because that's what God brought to us. And then he quickly moved us to Africa. And so we have a lot of work in Africa, um, all around the continent of Africa. Now he seems to be moving us um, into the East. So we have two pregnancy centers right now in India. And I was just talking with 
a pastor and his wife yesterday, and I think we're going to be moving into Nepal. So it's not really like a plan that we have, but that seem, that is what God is doing. So it really, our plan is when God opens the door, we walk through it. That's our plan. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's it's so, so encouraging from what you do. It seems that it's not simply... Um, pregnancy, uh, pregnancy uh, crisis help uh, for the sake of help, but there is a gospel focus within what you all do. Share a little bit about that. Absolutely. Again, that is in our name. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. And so when uh, people come to us from around the world, that, and that's how it comes, they come to us and they ask us, will you help us? Um, really, what, the, what I, the starting place for me is, do you belong to a church? Wow. Is it a wow. Bible-believing church? What does your pastor say about this? Wow. And something that we require from the beginning is is a commitment to the gospel and to sharing the gospel with the girls. Wow. And that's that's what I explain. I say there are a lot of pregnancy ministries that are that are only about saving the baby. And I don't want to say it lightly because right, saving right. a baby is huge. But for us at Beautiful Feet, that's not the end of it, right? Amen. It's Amen. about the it is about the mom. It's about sharing the gospel. And so we work with our girls throughout pregnancy and baby's first year. So it's almost a two-year period. And through that time, we do one-on-one -on -one evangelism and discipleship. Amen. So, Melissa, I wanted to ask you uh, about your centers. What are they providing for these women and for the families? Okay, thank you. And everyone is not exactly the same because it depends on the laws of the country. It depends on who God has called to work in the country. But what they, what we are doing everywhere is in, is education. Mm. So we are teaching them about their bodies, about their babies, how to care for their babies. We're teaching about fetal development. We are protecting life. We are teaching them the truth about abortion, about who they are in God. And so we are protecting life. And then we are helping them continuing to teach them the things that they need to know to take care of themselves, to take care of their babies, and to know the Lord. Then uh, we are providing prenatal vitamins. We have ultrasounds at a number of our centers, not at all of them, because again, varying laws. And again, and then to have an ultrasound, you have to have a person there that is trained right. to do that. But we do that. We do ultrasound training. We provide ultrasounds um, in most of our centers. We're providing help in terms of what happens is when the girls come in, when they do their class, their one-on-one -on -one class, then they earn points. And with those points, they can buy stuff for their babies. So we, we provide diapers and wipes. But again, they are earning that. It's right. not just being given. They're earning that. They're learning about taking care of their children. And even like during the during the pandemic, you know, countries outside. We were we were hit in the United States. Certainly, I've seen a lot of suffering from COVID, but outside of the United States, like everything else, it's another level. Right. So what our centers were doing is the girls couldn't come in, but these are pregnant girls that still need help. So in many of our centers, our volunteers were going out and dropping food on doorsteps of our clients so that they could still be eating, taking care of themselves and their babies. Wow. And just, just hearing, I would assume there's a ton of roadblocks and different cultural differences within all these different countries that that show different challenges that you may have to go through. So speak a little bit to that and how 
uh, with the gospel being as controversial as, as it is, how that works in these different countries that may be hostile to the gospel? Yeah, that's a great question. I One of the places where we are that is very hostile is Nigeria. Mm. And that is actually the newest country that we've added at Beautiful Feet International. And so I think part of the beauty of the ministry is, is that we are training nationals. So we are equipping them through the word of God and through these materials that we have developed over the years. And so they are the ones that are best equipped right, really right. to work in their culture, to speak to the hearts of women and men, right? <laughs> right. So you're not just going, doing a bunch of work and then leaving, but you're equipping the people who are there to do it. Right. And who can speak the language well, who right. understand the mindset and the challenges of women because unplanned pregnancy, and I use that word lightly because no pregnancy is unplanned Amen. by God, but unplanned pregnancy is a human problem. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because people will ask me very frequently and they'll say in fill in the blank country is abortion a problem. Yes, it is a human problem. It is not an American problem Amen. or an African problem or, you know, it's, it is a problem everywhere. It is an issue that we as believers need to be on our knees and um, maybe more <laughs> fighting. And so, Melissa, I know here in the United States, we have the privilege of Scripture in our own language. We are culturally a Christian country. It, it's it's some levels here. There's inherent right and wrong and things like that. Um, but overseas, you know, especially in places like Africa, I know that culture can be wildly different than here. Is that something that that plays a role in just why abortion is happening so frequently over there? Is is there lack of knowledge of this or, or just a cultural difference from the United States? Absolutely. That's a great question. I'll tell you, like, I'll give you a, a story to illustrate that. Um, I was teaching one time in Tanzania. I had, be asked, I had been asked to come in and teach about this work that we do in Tanzania. And so I had a training and it was in a, you know, a hut, dirt floor, all kinds of pastors in suits. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was talking to them about what I'd been asked to come and speak about. And they were standing up one by one with Bibles in their hands and saying, well, that won't work in Africa. Because in Africa, typically what they do is when a girl in their church becomes pregnant, an unmarried girl, they throw her out on the street. Wow. Mm. Which means she's going to die, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like Hagar in the desert, right? I mean, I mean, you're out there, you're a girl pregnant in the street without anybody to protect you, you're going to die, which means that they are actually, in effect, promoting abortion, right? Because if right. this girl knows she's going to die if she gets found out. And so and so it was difficult for me. And I said, well, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. <laughs> and so but respectfully, I've been asked to come here and teach you what I do know. And so I want to teach you from the word of God, what God says about the sanctity of human life and what that means for us, which is how do we treat these pregnant women? Because somehow there seems to be a disconnect between protecting the baby and protecting the mom. And so I, I, it's a beautiful story. But, but in the end, um, those same pastors that were saying to me, if we can't do it, you don't know, that doesn't work in Africa, right. they right. were telling me. And at the end of the training, at the 16-hour training, they were saying, I'm going to go back to my village and I'm going to find those girls that I threw out in the street. I'm going to bring them back into the church and I'm going to protect them and love them. 
And I know here in the United States, the the family, the nuclear family, as we've known, feels like it's uh, under attack is a hard word. But, uh, but I would agree. But uh, yeah, under attack. It feels Absolutely. like we're under attack in yeah, some ways. For sure. um, so so we have this this forces coming against the family in the United States. And then you have family over in different countries. That it's a completely different dynamic, is it not? But you know what? It's it is Satan, right? Satan is attacking and he's attacking all over the world. And right. of course, he's going to attack life mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, because Jesus is life and Satan is darkness. And so what is what is more dark than a mother taking the life of her child in her womb and she's being fed lies. She doesn't want that. Mm. That woman who's making that decision is not evil. She's not evil. She's terrified and she's trapped. Right. And I think that's that that's a great point. And when as as Americans and here and we, we see so much with women's marches and women's empowerment and I think it's it's we, we have to make sure that we understand in other countries it's not like that. It may not necessarily be like that everywhere you go. There, there may just be a, a lack of understanding or education on exactly what or how to go about this pregnancy or what to do. And some of the women, I'm sure, probably don't even know what to do and feel like this is their only choice. They, you know, they may not necessarily be shouting their abortions. Um, and so... As in regards to a lot of the women that you come in contact with, what what are some of the more common uh, situations that may come about that these women are dealing with that, you know, to where they feel they, they don't have any choice in what to do? Is it culturally? Is it just a religious thing that they do? How, how does that work? I, there are a lot of factors. Um, one of the big factors is is clearly poverty, right? They mm. they what am I going to do? I can't take care of this child. Another factor that is very large that really is huge. What I see outside of the United States that is I don't see in the United States anymore um, is shame. You know, wow. when I first started in pregnancy ministry in the United States, I think that was still a thing. You know, the shame. Now there, I don't see that. That's right. there's no shame in being pregnant outside of marriage. However, in other nations, there is tremendous shame, and and I learn as I go. Right as I go and I teach, I, that's how I start my teaching is by asking them. You know, is abortion? You know. Do people get abortions here? If they do, why? How is it? How is a girl in an unplanned pregnancy treated? You know, in the street, in the church, and they all will say, "I mean, it is, it's horrific that that burden of shame that they can't face it, right. and so they cannot face the shame." And I think again, we need to be as the church, right? That's who we're teaching the church. I don't care what country you're in, saying, honey, okay, that's all right. Again, most of the time, these are girls. It wasn't even really their choice, but whether it was or it wasn't, that that is okay. God still loves you. God has a plan for you. He has a plan for this child. So let me take your hand and love you through this. So there are not a whole lot of ministries that I'm aware that have the focus that you have internationally, especially for pregnancy centers and for women. What have you encountered when going over there? What, who is over there trying to, quote unquote, help these women right now? Well, from my experience, um, what I know is that 
pastors just will hear about what we're doing somehow through through God. And they'll say, oh, you know, I've, I've seen what you're doing and we want to do that too. So again, what we do is we go and we train the church. So the pastors might say, hey, we want to do this. But it's like I said in that conference in Tanzania, they're saying we want to do this, but then they're kind of fighting me on it a little bit in the right. beginning and saying like, well, no, you know, this is how we teach abstinence and purity by throwing the girls out of the church. And and I have another story. One time I was teaching in Togo, West Africa, teaching about pregnancy ministry. And my translator took me aside and she said, this is so good that you're teaching this. She said, I want you to know that in all of our churches, we have a painted bench. And she said, it might be a different color no matter what church it is, but there's a painted bench. And a girl that has gotten pregnant outside of marriage has to sit mm -hmm. on that painted bench so that everybody in the church at mm -hmm. all times, you know, it's kind of like the, the scarlet letter, right? And that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is not not shame and condemnation. And again, there are no men on those benches. <laughs> those girls did not get pregnant by themselves. Mm. So um, I think the pastors, once they understand that this is an issue, they want to help and they don't know how. And so that's where we come in and we teach them through the word of God. Now, over here in the United States, of course, to, to combat Planned Parenthood, we have these pregnancy centers all over the place. Is Planned Parenthood over there too? Well, shockingly it is. Oh. And um, wow. <laughs> I have a story that also happened in Togo, West Africa. We have a lot of work there. We actually have 18 pregnancy ministries in Togo. But one time I was there and we were driving down the road and I use the word road loosely because it's really not something we would call a road here. It's, you know, dirt and kind of stuff is cleared away. And we're driving down the road and I see this, what I would call a, like the equivalent of a billboard. It's a big sign and it's in French. I don't read French, but I, I kind of read French. And so I, when I saw the billboard, I was like thinking, is this what I think it is? And I asked my Togolese friend, who is the country director over there. I said, what does that sign say? She said, oh yeah, it's advertising abortion. And so here I am in the middle of nowhere. There are no other signs. There's nothing. And there's this big sign advertising by Planned Parenthood about abortion. So it's it's shocking the access that they have and really the foothold that Satan has over there because of a lack of education. And when I say education, I mean like biblical education, you know, mm -hmm. that the, that the churches don't know and they're not teaching this message. And um, when I was in Togo one time, I was when I was teaching, a pastor stood up and started speak, turned around and started speaking to the congregation in his native language. And I didn't know what was being said. I didn't know if he was speaking against me like I have had before. But my translator said, no, he's saying, listen, you need to listen to her. We have been too focused on the righteousness and we forgot about the love. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it again, that just speaks to how much it's it's not just a a human issue that just happens to happen, but there's a gospel issue there and there's a theological issue that is is not being understood. So it's it's so appreciated that you all go with the heart to equip the people who are who are there. And I love that you're you're reaching the women 
who are really the, the center of the family, they have the ability to convert their entire family to Christianity, to, to it, as their lives go, so can their family, their children, their husband. And so what you're doing sounds like it, it, it's empowering women over there to do this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And and again, it's through the Holy Spirit, right? It's not really through us or through our power, but when they come to know Christ as Savior and have that Holy Spirit living in them, then everything changes. Everything doesn't changes change with our eye when what we can see, but everything changes inside, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm curious, I'm sure there's a, a ton of success stories and great things that, that are consistently happening. Do, do you ever see uh, some of the fathers coming back into the woman's life or uh, the child's life and things like that? Families coming back together. Uh, how, how do some of those things work? Yes, yeah, sometimes we see that. And we love to have a ministry to the dads, too, if Great. they will come. It's not yeah. that we... Um, you know, neglect them, they're not always there, right? right we know yeah. that. But when we can, we do. And one of the most beautiful things is a number of times I have seen women that go through the program, they go through the whole, you know, almost two years of discipleship. And then they say, I want to come back and help others. So we have former clients come back and volunteer and helping other women and girls to know the truth. Oh, praise God. So, Melissa, where can we find you and how can we help promote or support your ministry? Uh, so we have a website. It's beautifulfeetinternational.com. And we are also on Facebook, Beautiful Feet International. So sure, I would love to hear from you. There is there's great need. Like I said, we are growing so fast. I mean, we are running. These beautiful feet are running. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's always a need um, to spread the word. I would love if anyone's listening, I would love to come and speak to your church, speak to your pastor, speak to your women's group, your uh, missions committee, and talk to you about how you can get involved. There's all kinds of ways. And, and we, we need you. I mean, this is, this is a big thing and it takes a lot of people to do this work. And so um, please pray, pray for the unborn, pray for their moms, pray for the volunteers around the world that are doing this work. It's, it's a hard work. Yeah. It's a hard work and it's, and it's harder when it's outside of the United States, everything's harder, you mm -hmm. know? And so uh, pray for them. Um, ask the Lord if he would want you to come with us on a trip to see what we're doing. Ask the Lord if he would want you to give, if he would want you to share this with others. There are all kinds of ways to get involved and the need is huge. <laughs> and this is just another great reminder as in America here, we are faced with what may be a blessing in the striking drown of Roe v. Wade and the potential changing landscape of abortion here in America, uh, that just because we might be changing as a country, the world is not. Right. Thus, your, your ministry is vitally important. I would like to say, though, please continue to support your local pregnancy centers. I would never want this to be heard as a message of, you know, you know, now forget about the U.S. Keep doing what you're doing in the United States. The need is great. And even even when I believe Roe versus Wade will be overturned, I've always believed that would happen in my lifetime. The pregnancy ministries in the United States still need you. Yes. So mm -hmm. keep 
D- don't take keep your, your foot on the pedal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep your foot on the pedal, yeah. but you got to add another pedal too. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's yeah. be pro-life everywhere we can be. Well, thank you, Melissa, for coming in and sharing your time. The need is great. This is such great information. Um, this has been Invested with Purpose. Invested with Purpose is brought to you by Timothy Partners Limited, advisor to the Timothy Plan Funds. Timothy Plan is a family of biblically responsible mutual funds and ETFs. For more information, please visit Timothy Plan's website at www.timothyplan.com. And remember to find us on all of the major social media platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn.